Tammy Taylor with Mama Drama Trauma. Good evening. Good evening. I am just um, sitting here on this beautiful balmy evening with a cup of tea because I'm inside now and it dawned on me that I need to finish the 15 telltale signs of mama drama trauma with you. So welcome, 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 welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. We started the 15 telltale signs of mama drama trauma. And what are telltale signs? The telltale sign that a woman will become a mother is a bump, the baby bump. That's a telltale sign that um, she is having a baby or she is incubating a baby, okay? Um, a telltale sign of spring is that first little dewy morning after the cold. I know the climatic changes are completely bizarre now and we can't rely on the telltale signs that we have for many, many years because seasons change so drastically, so quickly. And that is the way it is with mama drama trauma. It is something that is very elusive. It is very bewildering and baffling because of its very strong bond with the mother that we have with it. It clouds everything because the mother is our first deity, our first God. It's the first face of life, of reflection of ourselves usually that we see or that we bond with. And so it's very baffling to come to a place of security on that level and to then simultaneously experience insecurity or a sense of not being safe. So I wanted to continue, uh, complete the telltale signs of mama drama trauma. So um, if anybody has any questions as I'm going through, this is something that I do all the time, um, albeit with a small group of people. It has been for, I don't know, a good decade now. So, um, you know, it, it's something that I'm not going to lose track of and go on to, you know, some other tangent. Um, that's what I'm here to do with you, you know, if, if that's something that you want to do, you know, I can go there with you because when we know the telltale signs, we, we know what we're talking about. And so you might want to check out the first half. I think we covered nine because I have six in front of me here. And I'll just say what they are, but I elaborated on each of them uh, in the previous one. Um, Mama drama trauma is a condition in which the mother projects unhealed aspects of herself onto her child, causing emotional and or physical trauma. So trauma is soul disassociation. It is when the body mind 
who we know ourselves to be, our ego, our biography, the story that we tell ourselves. It's when that part of ourselves is in such stress and duress that we are no longer able to trust or even sense our soul our true self, our intuitive self, because we've had to shut that part of ourselves down because that part of ourself is the self that is saying, get me out of here. This is wrong. You know, that's that part of ourselves when we're those little kids and we're just saying what's going on, you know, mama, stop, don't do that, you know, and and, and it takes a while for us to be conditioned out of that. But but when we are, that is when the trauma actually occurs, okay? They call that complex trauma. There's acute trauma, okay? And there's episodic trauma. Um, trauma is usually associated with one event. But if you have been to war or you have been in a, any type of stressful situation in which your emotional reserves, your knowledge, your wisdom, your life experience has been insufficient in order to ensure your survival in, that is a traumatic event. Okay, and so this is like the norm now. And so that's why so many of us are talking about it and, and healing our own to heal others. And that's what the MDT Academy is about is, is hey, you know, let's get people to, to be MDT informed so that we can enhance all of the other work that we're doing because mama drama trauma is the mama of all traumas. It is, again, very elusive and ignored because it is taboo. The first nine signs that we went over in the previous uh, talk was the first one, you feel lonely. The second one, you feel out of sync with yourself. The third one, you need constant approval. The fourth one, your feelings are easily hurt. The fifth one, emotionally anxious and exhausted. You feel emotionally anxious and exhausted all the time. There's just this anxiety, okay? And that being the norm, as we know, there are the fibromyalgias. There is the uh, addictive behavior that's the norm in our culture, in our society globally. You know, the addictions to food and addiction is just simply pain avoidance. And so eating and eating and eating, um, having sex, having sex, having sex, shopping, 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 these addictions, trying to fill that void of healing, that trauma of, of, of trying to unify, reunify that ego with the soul. This is an, a misguided attempt to do that based on the knowledge that we have to do it. We can only work with what we got, right? You know, mama don't know better. We don't do better till we what? Know better. And so that comes with awareness, being informed. And so these things that are normal are really not so normal for the body-mind. This is unhealthy for the body-mind. And as we're experiencing globally as well, when stress is put to a point by our behaviors consistently 
and persistently, there's a break. And so we're having all these breaks everywhere. And even the planet is breaking because vibrationally, 7 billion people being stressed out is stressing the planet out. Okay, we walk on the earth. Our spinal cords are connected to our higher minds, you know, but that disconnection from the lower chakras is just beating into the ground, causing all of this disruption. Difficulty being in the present. What people say and do is about you. Attitudes and behaviors of others adversely affect your own and your identity is based on external evaluation with mama drama trauma. Now, everybody says, well, you know, this is kind of true for everybody, isn't it? Mm-hmm. MDT is a planetary disorder. Now, this does not mean that it's wrong. Mama trauma is no one's fault. Everything is as it should be. This is a school. The Earth planet is a school and we've all heard all this stuff and all of this stuff is coming out now. So let's just take it up to the next level. Okay, so if Earth is a school, well, then what am I learning here? You know, what am I learning? Why would I have mama drama trauma? What is that supposed to teach me? And that's the rub is being informed about that. The telltale signs, what's telling us that we have mama drama trauma can give us a clue. And that's what I want to go into this evening are the remaining six telltale signs. Now, these 15 primary telltale signs of MDT really just scratch the surface because there are actually 36 that dial in on a more granular level on what these mean. And so it kind of is more than double of the of the 15 that when we really get into the specific trauma of mama drama trauma but these are just generally if you have these you know you have you know 12 of these 10 of these you know i could talk to you and you know we're going to see you know whether or not there's really a history of what we all share with this condition This is something that we all share. And let me tell you something else that we don't talk about is we can't heal mama drama trauma by ourselves. And that is a real huge issue for people because of this primal fear that we have of letting go of our mothers in a way that will establish ourselves in self-love and effectively do that reparenting of ourselves, effectively do that mothering of ourselves in a way that we need it to be done for ourselves. Because let's be clear, mama trauma trauma is about And the basic needs that a mother provides her child in a healthy mother-child bond are what I call the three P's. There are a lot of studies done on these. 
needs. And they, the shortest list that you're probably going to find from any uh, university uh, publication is six. But I just break them down to three. Um, we need the mother's presence. We need provision from the mother. Of course, we need to be fed. And we need protection. So what those things look like to our mothers and what those things look like to our children and feel like can look and feel totally different to us, which is why mama drama trauma is no one's fault. It is a family cycle. But when we get into our unique perspective of what our needs are, we're really talking about a very fundamental miscommunication, which gets us back to being MDT informed and gets us back to really looking at, okay, so what am I really talking about in terms of this being such a difficult thing? for me to address. And what we are tending to talk about is the fact that this is some this is a problem no one wants to discuss even in this postmodern age if we can see anything and hear anything now. Um, this is that internal area that few have been able to tread safely and lovingly. And so that is why this work has a lot to do with divine mother energy, great mother energy, the mother of all mothers, the Holy Spirit, the still small voice, the Holy Ghost, our intuition, the void, the vortex, the cosmic center, the galactic center, whatever you want to call it, is the womb of creation. And this energy is an energy that is balancing on the planet right now as we are hearing from every corner and we're noticing from mother country convulsions, these, these, We have to birth. And in order to do that in a way that we are healthy, we're coming from our ancient cultures, even ancient mother cultures in which they were matrilineal cultures that were out of balance with the internal wisdom and the manipulation of priesthood that brought in the masculine, warlike, active energy on the planet that has now gone haywire. We're just going back into a balance. But what we're coming is a survival of the fittest, in which the tribe was at the center, whether it was matrilineal or patrilineal. 
And we are having to find a place of evolving And so how do we understand that in our context right now? Now, mama drama trauma is one of the outcomes of an patriarchal, patriarchal society. So women feeling disempowered what they ended up doing in the generations that have most affected us has been to rely, overly rely on the child to grow up quickly because she was powerless and needed power, needed support. Okay, she wasn't getting her needs met. Okay, and so this is a general, we're talking about a summary of an era coming to a close. We are not um, judging or convicting anyone. What we're trying to do is get to a place where we can see the of what was left. But in order to do that, we have to go through the sifting process and discern what was really going on and what, re- what, 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 what are we bringing forward from this without judgment and condemnation ourselves? Because if we're full of judgment and condemnation, it's going to be difficult. That's why people don't want trauma, because it is such a taboo because we're so just. We don't want to be abandoned and abused twice. Although most of us, that's all we experience on a daily basis. Because Mama Drew, in our relationship with the opposite sex, with the same sex, with uh, mentors, with people we manage, workers, neighbors. We're replicating that basic relational program, which is this tribal imbalance in which single working mothers who were left to take care of children predominantly in the the, uh, generations that were born in the 70s and 80s, predominantly, especially in uh, communities of color and around the world. Both parents. And so this imbalance of the present the feminine to protect provide and be present was too much. It wasn't humanly possible. But as a child, all of us, me, my generation, my mama, my mama's mama, carrying around that inner child that is so hurt from not having all of our needs met and to have your child developmentally sound and to have a 
good chance at being able to develop into an independently resilient, productive member of society. It's a one-way feeding tube of provision, presence, and protection from the mother. One way, one way for seven years, three years minimally. And that's just ancient historical fact. That's just, that, that, that's just a fact. Now, we've tried to dance around it here in the last century or so with women's rights because we didn't want to be judged for not being at home all the time. You know, we want to masculinity as well. And that's to be understood because we, 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 we grow. You know, we have to start somewhere to get to this point of contractually birthing the feminine energy renewed on this planet to balance the imbalance. And so the telltale signs that we can see show us where we can really be as informed as we need to be to be less self-judging and self-condemning and have a little bit more loving detachment. Since it's something that we um, share or that we know or love people who have these characteristics. Okay, continuing on, the 10th telltale sign is you struggle to just opting not to make a decision at all half the time because the internal voice, how we're spoken to as a child is our inner voice. Okay. So there is a difference between that inner voice, our ego's inner voice that argues with that voice or tries to please that voice, depending on our personality. Some of us are people pleasers all the way to bullies on the other end, aggressive. Depending on okay. Um, that In healing mama, we're talking about great mother energies, the mother of all mother, this energy that is in all of us, that is our intuitive voice, okay? It is that reclamation of that part of us that has always known the truth and was never afraid Okay, it, it just it's really kind of sometimes got beaten out of us, you know, if it wasn't verbally, it was physically, you know, but it was always still there, which is why the pain is so excruciating that and to consistently feel like there are no other options. And so when we feel trapped like that, when confronted with 
maintain this relationship at all costs. How I get my needs met. I haven't found a better presence in my life. I haven't found a better provision in my life. I haven't found, I don't know of any better protection in my life. So I know it's not great. And I see that other people have better, but this is all I got. So I'm going to maintain this. So what is it you were talking about again? I forgot what you even asked me. You know, you want me to decide what? That is such a low down on the priority list to think about anything else outside of that. That's the kind of struggle I'm talking about. And, you you know, we may ourselves or, again, know and love people with mama drama trauma. And we've observed this phenomenon. You know, you've probably observed this phenomenon with people. And um, you probably have noticed that, wow, this person just really doesn't make any decisions. Well, I'm just going to have to make decisions for them. You know, people are like, okay, well, I'll just tell them this is what we're doing. Because you know that you're not, they're just not going to make a decision. Now, again, that's why we're going over the telltale signs, because some people struggle to make decisions. They might just be straight up, cool with everything, la di da di da in their lives, honey. No problem. And strong Libra energy. Okay, just, just, so, so there's a lot, there's a lot of other things. And that's why we study signs and symbols, the zodiac, numerology. These are all the language of the intuitive voice. The intuitive voice speaks through signs and symbols. And we talk about that at the academy. Telltale sign 11, you attract insecure people. Just attract them like honey. Attract them like honey. And who are insecure people? People just like us. (laughs) People just like us. You know, who, you know, we don't even have to talk about mama drama trauma. We know, and our whole perspective on life is all about, you know, what we don't have and the struggle in life and, and what we're not getting and who doesn't love us and who's not treating us right. Oh, and, you know, it, mama did this and, um, you know, oh gosh, I just, I, I just don't know what to believe or what to feel or what to think totally kind of out of touch with really how we feel or it's so painful to go there that again we do not at all costs that's trauma that's trauma that's trauma that's telltale sign telltale sign you are a poor judge of character now I am a professional reader now. Um, I actually have had the privilege to have downloaded from Great Mother the Mama Drama Trauma Healing Oracle deck, which I've taught and read for six years. But before that, I uh, know what it means to be a poor judge of character. I mean, talking about I'm not reading the signs or the symbols because it's just a program that's running. Mama Drama Trauma is all about shame, blame, and guilt. And what is the shame of? You know, the shame is just 
feeling bad about who we are, you know, just not being worthy. Obviously, I'm abandoned. I'm abused by my mother. I must not be worthy of anything. My own mother going to do that, right? Blame. Well, you know, if I start to get any self-esteem about myself, well, it's certainly her fault. This is terrible. This is awful. Shouldn't be this way. You know, she's not meeting my needs and she's just, you know, falling off and stuff. And then we being blamed for not being the fantasy mother the fantasy daughter that she wants. And we have this fantasy mother, fantasy daughter uh, combat going on, a fantasy son combat going on as well. And then the guilt after all of this. And so we ride this emotional wave all the time. And so that's the anxiety. That's the anxiety that's always being churned up. And so being a poor judge of character, how can we judge someone's character that comes into our lives? All they have to do is smile, right? And we go, we in love. Or on the other end of the continuum, we don't trust anybody who's trying to gain our confidence because that was the MO in which we experienced MDT. So we have uh, foggy glasses. You know, we kind of have foggy glasses. Um, or we're highly intuitive. HSPs predominantly have mama drama trauma, highly sensitive people. And as highly sensitive people, we do have natural empathic abilities. Okay. We do because not only have we had to use them to survive mama drama trauma, but many times our mothers, and it's something that we have inherited through our family line, which is the root cause of mama drama trauma in our family line. Our matrilineal line has been a line of women who have been unable, unwilling, and unavailable to be present for their children. Because high empathy takes you to the other world and you are either an addict with that or you are a reader, a medium, an empathic person. And what does that mean? You're in the clouds. If you're not working professionally doing that type of work in some capacity. And I've known readers and empaths who are pilots, you know, airplane pilots. I've known them who, you know, have very successful, full-fledged, you know, uh, reading businesses. It doesn't uh, necessitate having the headscarf on with, you know, reading the cards and everything like that, which I do unapologetically myself. But <laughs> there are many, many people who, um, you know, have that energy in, in all phases of life. Now, we can be poor judges of character when we let our practice down because to maintain that energy in a healthy way that is a detached objective third eye as opposed to a third eye that is always so, so introspective and self-centered. And you have to balance that because it does need to be, you do need, we do have to be centered in the present and aligned with our our, our cosmic self, you know, from, from high and grounded on earth. And so it's a balancing act. But when we don't do the practice that we need to do to stay healthy, happy, and whole in that balance, we have poor judgment of character. We lose it. You know, we just completely drop the ball, you know, and, and we're caught up in our feelings. Now, 
let's see. We're at 12. All right. No, we're uh, at 13. The 13th telltale sign of Mama Drama Trauma is your insecurities are projected onto others. And so our insecurities that we have, and we know we have them, because if we're not always being told we have them by mama, <laughs> well, then we are certainly always getting the insinuation from mama that we have. Them. And let's not forget the entire network or the ecosystem of mama drama trauma. It's very much like any other uh, family cycle, any other family pathology. It's, it's in the family. That's why it's called a family disorder or pathology you know it, it it's it everybody has their role to play in maintaining this behavior just like in any other family dynamic you know the royal family has a dynamic and we saw what happened when harry went outside of his role okay and so everybody has a role and when our insecurities about our role are not registered with us. We're not conscious of the fact that, yeah, I'm supposed to be the caretaker uh, for mama instead of me being taken care of. Or, yeah, I'm supposed to be, you know, the perfect son or the perfect daughter in order for her to have self-esteem. Or, yeah, you know, I'm supposed to be the perfect mother so that my child isn't constantly angry and upset with me. It goes both ways. Either way, that thing, that payoff that we get from continuing that kind of dynamic is projected on other people. And so we say, Oh, okay. So you just want me to do this so to make you look good at work. And a boss might really be trying to give us some debt, might really be trying to give us, you know, a compliment about something. But we're looking at it as something that's manipulative because that's what we do. That's what we're doing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it don't have anything to do with anybody outside that dynamic. They don't know what you're talking about. And th this is why we have problems in relationships. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. The 14th telltale sign is you are the family caretaker or black sheep. Now, we talked about caretaker. And, of course, the caretaker is the parenticized child. Okay, uh, parentized. I'm sorry, that's the pronunciation. Um, when the parent, mother or father, but in this case, the mother relies on the child for protection, relies on the child for provision, relies on the child for presence. And this is the cultural norm in the majority of cultures on the planet. And it has been a historical norm. But remember, I was talking about the transition that we're making now, okay, and from the ancient times and that imbalance of the masculine and the feminine from the feminine side, and then it's switching over to the 
masculine side. And now everybody's talking about this patriarchy that has to go, but nothing ever goes because we have great mother, father, God within us. And so we're finding out that there is a multiplicity of expressions of great mother, father energy. We're being forced to recognize this in our um, um, LGBTQT community and communities. And what a blessing, what a gift for this taboo to finally be broken. We have had the alphabet soup since the beginning of time. And I know when I lived and worked in Africa at that particular time, it's been a while ago, but they were, I was, they were recognized and lived on the outskirts of the village and were the um, shamans. They were the uh, people that had the insight. They were the people that people came to for advice because they see both worlds. But when we don't have a connection with our inner selves and an appreciation of that inner part of ourselves and only the outer, the externalized, the animus, the masculine, that's what we're talking about with this imbalance now. We are imbalanced. We can't see the beauty of seeing both sides and just let folk be who they are because we can't see it because we can't see who we are. We can't see who we are. And so we project onto others. Someone else, my mother land's not taking care of me. My mother country's not taking care of me. Mother Earth isn't taking care of me. My birth mother isn't taking care of me. Meanwhile, the great mother energy that's coursing through our veins and our very spirit is just sitting there waiting for us to activate it. It's that still, small voice of the Holy Spirit. It's not going to come clamoring over our head like great father energy. Great father is the sun. Stay out in the sun too long, it'll kill you. Great mother's the moon. She has phases. Sometimes we don't see her at all. At all. And that's why ancient cultures were ran by astrology. That's what inspired them, motivated them to find out what the hell going on when we ain't got light at night. Didn't nobody have no light bulbs? They was trying to find out what's going on when we ain't got light at night. You don't have electric light at night. The only light you have is the moon. That was the mother. Where'd mama go? They started studying up on them stars. And that's why I studied Joytish astrology, the science of light, the Hindu astrology, which is a lunar-based astrology, not a sober-based astrology. This goes deep, deep, deep. Okay. Caretaker or black sheep. So black sheep energy. Again, this always, there's a continuum. We're either people pleasers or the aggressives. Okay. We, we respond on either side of the ex extremes because mama drama trauma is extreme. And so either we are extremely caretaking Okay, making sure everybody's okay. And that's who I was. I was a caretaker. And it took me 
40, 40 years to train myself out of that. Because from a baby, and you can tell from my You can see that I was so unhappy and I was absorbing some really negative vibes and I just didn't know what to do and I wanted to know what to do, but I didn't know what to do. And it's just, it's really cute, you know, but that's what it, you can just see it in my expression in my eyes about to cry, you know, and for a highly sensitive baby like myself, I was just absorbing all that and I was trying to figure out how to make it better. And as soon as I could smile, as soon as I could walk, as soon as I could talk, I was taking care of somebody to, to calm the atmosphere because that's what I need. I need calm. I need peace. You know, I need that. I need that. And so that was my way of providing for my own need. And that's what the black sheep does. The black sheep is taking care of itself. And so they're the ones everybody points the finger at in the family and say, oh, look what they did. Now we don't have to talk about what's going on over here. That's the root cause of why they doing it. You know, they were abandoned, they were abused. And so, you know, they're acting out with all of this stuff. Uh, forget about all that. Let's talk about what they're doing. Okay, so that is the role of the black sheep in the family to keep the shame, blame, and guilt machine going and the focus off of the root cause. Because, of course, mama drama trauma is taboo. That's the problem we don't talk about. Mother is sacred. Always have been, always will be, always has been, always will be, always, always. We've just forgotten why. Mama drama trauma is happening so we can figure out why mother is sacred. It's not just because of the biological function of birthing a soul into its physical form. It's a soul contract between two souls in order to evolve in this understanding. The mother is all about self-love. The mother is all about spiritual independence. Being created in the image, image is physical. That's great father, the sun blazing. And we know all about that. The brightest star in the Milky Way. Everybody wants to be a star. Everybody wants to be a star. And that's fantastic. That's fantastic. If it's balanced and we just love and adore seeing and feeling that energy balanced. And thank God, those are the personalities that are the most famous. Thank God, you know, in terms of having a cultural 
impact and influence that is lasting. You know, we're talking about icons and music and icons and entertainment and icons that have influenced the way that we have evolved and that we have grown through the ages. Those are the people I'm talking about. I'm talking about folks that have lasting influence that has moved the dial forward. Of course, we have those who resist, and that's an important function. We have the yin and the yang. Can't talk about it a minute over here with the LGBTQ folks and then forget about it. Nah, nah, nah. Yin and yang carries all the way through, all the way through. And so there's yin and yang and everything. So there has to be this energetic, electromagnetic dynamic that's going on with even that, you know, how people are balanced with their solar and lunar energies, whether it's something that is moving the dial forward evolutionarily or whether it is devolving us. And that is the crucible in which evolution occurs. It is the crucible in which every plant grows, in which every living thing is born. So who are we to try to act like we we know anything about that other than to be grateful for being a part of this eternal process? You know, it's an eternal. We, you know, it, it, we we have an eternity. It's just the quality of our experience. You know, it's just what is what is, what is going to be the quality, and that changes. You know, from experience to experience. But if we're talking about evolution, we're talking about health. If we're talking about health, we're talking about happiness. And if we're talking about happiness, we're talking about our holiness our wholeness. And there's a yin and there's a yang to that. Final telltale sign of mama drama trauma is striking up an emotionally honest conversation with your mama or child terrifies you. So, uh, yeah, this can be really something. Have a conversation with mama, you know, and most people don't even think about it as an option or or as anything to even want to do that feels so threatening. You know, that primal fear of being abandoned and being abused twice, you know, and knowing, you know, the devil that you're with as opposed to the devil that you aren't with and that, you know, am I, am I really going to do better? And, Finding where we are and drawing the line in the sand, that's a very important part moving on from the mama drama trauma telltale signs. Because once we know what the signs are and we know which ones resonate with us the most, you know, and you could tell by me talking about my experiences and that sort of thing, which ones resonated with me most, I relate to them all. But if you work with those that resonate with you the most, what you find then is exactly where your unmet 
needs are? Did you primarily miss the protection that you needed? Or was it protection and provision? There was no provision. There was no basic material needs, a stable home, shelter, food consistently. Or you had that, excuse me, but the presence wasn't there or the presence was too much. The smothering mother is an MDT archetype. It's just too much. It doesn't allow you to breathe. That's very constricting of growth because the goal and the job of the mother is that one-way street of provision, presence, and protection. But what's the purpose of that? You know, why do we not know the sacredness of a mother? The sacredness of the mother is that the job is to instill that sense of security into the child. That is the sacredness of the child of the mother because when that is instilled and it is guided and directed towards independence, self-reliance, and productivity within the community and society, you've helped evolve another human being. Whether that human being aligns with the intention of the mother or not. When the mother is lovingly detached from her own fantasies and expectations of the child, that's the sacredness of the mother. But there are three kinds of mothers, and I'll leave this with you before I go this evening. Um, We've completed the 15 telltale signs. And as we transition next time into talking about, okay, so now I know these signs and either me or someone I know and love has these. And I I think from our relationship, these are the main ones that keep coming up. Um, How do I then kind of focus in on provision? You know, I mean, how is that? They're, They're doing fine now. And you know what? I believe you if you say it too. Because many of us who grew up without proper provision, we worked hard and we work hard today to ensure we do not see that day ever again. So I believe you when you say it. But that's what we want to talk about next time is, you know, how does that apply to today? Okay. And so, again, we're talking about the internal space of that. Okay. So that material provision that's great father energy and that's why mama was out of balance she was doing things that all women throughout time have done in terms of working and that sort of thing but when there is a lack of the maternal community to support her to do the caretaking and the provision that we need in her absence that all of this feeds into it what does that lack of provision look like today if that wasn't met overworking not knowing when to stop addictive buying yeah i work hard i got the money so let me buy 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 what's all that about I mean, I'm as pleased as punch. I got me a new phone and I don't know when the last time I got a phone. 
I don't know when, what they tell me, um, it was a seven and six and this and this and whatever. I was forced to, I was forced to, cause I didn't have enough memory and, and I couldn't get back on here and the apps I was having to change out and everything all the time and provision, you know what I'm saying? But that was good. You know, my overall experience with my mom, this is the real taboo about mama jump trauma. I love that woman to the moon and back. It forever will throughout eternity. Ain't no doubt about that because overall, my mama's the bomb. And truth be told, that's the real taboo of all of this is having enough nerve then to come out and say to the world and the work that I do, look, we need to look at mama drama trauma. And here is where my needs weren't met and how it jacked up my life, jacked up my life until I realized why it was jacked up. And I think we need to look at this because I'm talking to a lot of people and I have been, you know, and I'm observing all of the stuff on reality TV and my neighbors. And this is a real thing. Okay. (laughs) This is a real thing. And then I'm saying, um, I was doing this before Iyanla Vanza came on television with fix my life, you know, and then she came on TV and then, you know, the people, and I'm just like, okay, 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 okay. And we still don't want to talk about it. Cool. But I get it. I get it because I didn't want to talk about it for the first 15 years I was healing mama drama trauma because of that shame. I didn't, I, 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 me and great mother went back and forth for many years about doing this work, but I was steady praying, show me my purpose. Oh, if you show me my purpose, what I'm supposed to do in life. Oh, I'll be, you know, I told you my life was jacked up. Oh, oh, if you tell me, well, then uh, I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be so grateful in this. We were the first guest the producers called to be interviewed for that show because I was off of. A follower on OWN's network when Oprah left her show I was one of the first people on there liking that page and it was I don't know a year or so later maybe two years later they had a post up there that came through my feed looking for people who want to talk about relationship problems and Yala and I remember Yala um, my mother flew me out to Los Angeles when I was home for college one year to go to back in the day, they used to have this thing called African-American women on tour. And uh, she was book signing her book, uh, value in the Valley. And actually we fell out then. And um, <laughs> the reason she did, she didn't end up going, but I ended up going with my aunties and stuff because we had a family business and it was like a business expense and kicked it. It was fine. But um been here and knowing Yana from when she was selling tapes, talking. So I was like, okay. And so I wrote my letter and everything and um, emailed me immediately, emailed me and wanted to interview mom and everything. But the thing is, I told them, you know, that 
I wanted to heal this with my mother, you know, drinking was becoming a problem. I didn't have, um, you know, any other options at that particular point. But being the black sheep of the family has given me the courage to finally come out beyond just the individuals I help and the work that I've been doing with my deck because it's just confirmed, you know, what I have been led to know from my own experience and from witnessing people be healed from this with what Great Mother has shared with us through um, this work and through this deck. So that's what I had to share with you. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to, um, I think, talk about that next time. You know, how do you really deal with that now? How do you recognize that, you know, in yourself now? The need that I really, really had was just presence from my mother. You know, she did a great job. And so that presence, I talked about that in the first part of the 15 telltale signs. And so um, how I deal with that today, I'll share that as well. So thanks for tuning in and um, feel free to comment or I don't know how you get in touch with me. This this hasn't even been a week with this app. This is so exciting. But at any rate, um, thanks again for listening. And I hope you guys have a wonderful week. But above all and most of all, remember, Great Mother loves you. And I do too.